Hello again, little ones. All my children, welcome. This is Pastor Deborah again. And we're picking up with another word of encouragement for you. A teaching. Remember, we're working through words that you may not have a lot of understanding about or definitions about. So how could you understand what they mean when people talk to you? So this word of encouragement is part two of our last one. Our last one was, what did the word God, G-O-D, mean to us? And this is part two of that teaching. Now, please remember, if you see some strange things happening around my hair or my hand sometimes, oops, just like that, disappears. It's because I have a motion video from Pixabay. I am recording in a Zoom recording in my living room. Now I'm sitting at a door with the shade down. So every once in a while, because I don't have a green screen, my background comes through right around my hair. Or like you might see the chair, it's brown. Or my hand might disappear. I find those green screens. If you have a sort of normal life and a normal room, they are just too cumbersome. So I hope you don't mind if I look a little weird or my hair looks a little strange because I don't have a green screen. But welcome, welcome to all you out there. Yes, I see you. Where are you? You're in the Garden of Eden, little one. You have been brought. You might be sleeping, playing at school. You might be going through some horrible abuse or trauma. And your little spirit is with me here in the garden. Are you dead? No, you're not dead. The garden is here on planet Earth. It's hidden away in the realm that we're going to talk about today. The spirit. Yeah. Pastor Deborah found it years and years ago. It's a safe place for little ones like you. It's a peaceful place where the flowers sing. The animals talk, and the word of God, life itself, is always there teaching us, interacting with us, just like this light, shining its beautiful rays of love and peace and joy to our spirit that's there. Yeah. So that's who I'm teaching today. And if you're watching this on YouTube, on its own channel, called For Children of All Ages, a YouTube children's channel. Or you could be watching it on the grown-up channel, the Hidden Kingdoms channel of Agape Love, Love is Here Ministries, where there's a lot of other videos. But here, in the children's section, so to speak, we're going to deal with children's issues. You may be a full-grown, mature adult, biologically, but in your soul and in your spirit, you a little one. You probably need a mama, a teacher, helping you to grow and learn. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm here to do, to help you. And I brought my special friend with me. I have lots of them. I've always had them. And they help me to visualize you. And who is it this time? It's a teddy. He's carrying a heart for you. He wants to offer you his love. And he comes from 
the father of love. This is Teddy. Mm -hmm. I just call him Teddy. He's carrying a big heart. Whoops, I disappeared there. Because he loves you so much. And he's going to be with us in our teaching. But I'm going to put him down now so he too can listen. So we are in part number two of the word of encouragement number 10. Yeah, we're in the year 2022. Goodness. And this is part two of what does the word God, G-O-D, mean? But before we begin our part two teaching, what does Pastor Deborah always do? Yes. Pray. That is right. We always invite the Holy Spirit in. He's our spiritual teacher to help us be alert and to be able to hear and perceive his words and for us to understand what's being told to us. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, these are your little ones. You have brought them to the garden and you will help them watch it even later on on YouTube. Father, we thank you that you are here with us. You desire us to learn and grow, to be educated and full of knowledge about you. And if we learn about you, you've told us, we'll learn about ourselves. And we will learn about all other things through you. For you are a God of truth and wisdom and knowledge and understanding. You desire for us to see and know spiritual things that have been hidden to us spiritually and then for our soul our helpmate to also learn this so we are not taken captive we have an understanding of ourselves and others so help us father through your holy spirit and your words and through the stories from the king james bible thank you for those writers in the name of jesus christ of nazareth who's now the resurrected son of the living god Christ, in his name we pray, amen. Okay, let's get started. In part one, we had talked about what G-O-D meant, supreme being, ruler, magistrate, king, creator, and we went off a little bit on the word creator. We looked at some scriptures about how he created heaven and the earth, and then we looked at Genesis 1. 26 through 28, that talked us that he created humanity, the spirit being inside the dirt. Yeah, yeah, inside that dirt body is you that's here with me. He created both you and the dirt. That's right. He's a creator. Mm-hmm. And in this part, part two, we're going to talk more about this God, G-O-D. Number one, he is a spirit. See him back there? That's what he looks like in the realm of the spirit, sort of, to the best of our abilities to see him. He's a bright, shining light. Well, what do we mean by spirit? It means that something you can't see, it's eternal. It's some people might call it a metaphysical or a energy. That is not an energy. That is a who, not a what. That is a person, not a thing. God is not a energy. God is a person, so to speak. He's a father. He's a creator. And we're learning now his makeup, his body, 
is a spirit. That means it's of another realm than this natural world that we all live in. Mm -hmm. It's not made of the dust of this earth. He's pure spirit. Spirit, pure and clean and glorious like this. He doesn't have any covering of dirt. Mm -mm. But our spirit, if you believe in him and his son, you will come and eventually look like this. Pure spirit being. Just pure energy and light. That's right. Eventually we'll get a new dirt body from a different earth that will never die again. But not right now. Right now we got a body that's got issues. It gets sick and disease. It can be hurt. And inside of that is you. Yeah, you're just a little thing. Now, if you're not one of his children yet, you're still a spirit. And you still live in the spirit realm, but you might be a dark, ugly glob of something. You might call it a bad thing, an evil thing. Yeah. Takes on all shapes and forms. Sometimes it could be a dragon or a dinosaur or a fire. But once you become his child, your spirit will change. You'll be a little one like this. And eventually that light of him in you will grow bigger and bigger. And you'll be a powerful spirit being like he is. Not a force, not an energy. Mm -mm. Also, we're told that God is a spirit. We know that now. And wherever he is, if he lives in you, there's freedom inside of you, inside of your spirit. That's right. To continue with this part, part number two, I want to begin with some scriptures of John 4, 3 through 26. And we're not going to get through all of these. I'm going to go real slow for you. But this helps to set the stage, the foundation of us learning that this God is a spirit. All right. This was written by John, a very young man who is one of the first 12 apostles that Jesus taught himself before he died and was glorified. John, maybe about 40 years after the death of Christ, wrote this book from memory, I guess, about his interactions with this Jesus who they knew was the Christ, the anointed king, and that he had come spiritually from a spiritual kingdom sent by this God. Jesus called this God his father, which in the Jewish religion at the time, God did not have children. But if you go back and study ancient Greece, Egypt, early civilizations, gods, or goddesses were always having children. Well, how did that work? There would be some type of spiritual conception in the spirit realm. Now, somehow the egg and the sperm of a woman and a biological man had to come together to form the dirt body. But these gods and goddesses, they were not this god at this time. 
Later on, we learn how Jesus himself was created in the womb of a precious young woman named Mary. The Holy Spirit overshadowed her and planted in her earthly womb and conceived in there. But I really think it was conceived already in the Father. And this conceived body was placed inside the womb of Mary where it would develop and grow. Mm -hmm. But here in John 4, 3 through 26, we're just going to start telling a story and how we had to learn in religion that some things about this God that believers did not know at the time and really still do not. John 4. You would call this one of the four Gospels of God. Verse 3. Jesus had just left Judea, and he had departed again into Galilee. He was on the move. You will learn God is always moving, not standing still. He's going from here to there, this city to that city, this nation to that name. He's moving. He's always working. Verse 4. And he, this Jesus, had to go through this city, through a town of Samaria. Okay? So he's walking. Believe it or not, he walked. Verse 5. Then came he to the city of Samaria which is called Sikar, near to the parcel of ground that Jacob, that was an early ancestor of the Jews, gave to his son, Joseph. Jacob's name was later changed to Israel, which means prince. The word Jacob meant slanderer, deceiver, trickster. And he gave some land to his son, Joseph, who actually went into captivity by his brothers, sold as a slave into Egypt. But later on, he helped save the whole family of Israel. And from there grew the Israelites, a whole nation. That's another whole story. Verse Number six, now Jacob or Israel's well, where the city would come to get water, was there, was in the center. Usually in these cities, they found water and they'd build a city or a town around it. And they didn't have plumbing back then. They didn't have refrigerators. They didn't have running water. So they would go to the well every day with a jug, and they would lower down a bucket and get some water. Jesus was there at the well. He was very tired, very weary from walking. It was hot. They had probably traveled a long ways that day, maybe several miles in the heat. And he was tired from his journey. And he sat down, it says, there at the well. And it was about the sixth hour that probably maybe 
we're not quite sure, could have been around lunchtime for us, maybe early evening. Verse 7, then there came a woman of Samaria to the well to draw water. That's what they did. Jesus said unto her, for he was sitting right there at the well, give me some water to drink. Verse 8, Jesus' disciples, they were gone away into the city to buy lunch or meat or a snack. So he was all alone at the well with the woman. Remember, Jesus said, I don't do anything that my father hasn't shown me to do. I'm doing his work. God arranged for them to be there. God knew that woman was going to come there. This God of light was going to minister to her to reach the people of the city. So he actually sent the disciples away. Sometimes when you got to do God's work, you got to send some of your friends and your people, associate ministers, your parents away. Because this isn't their business. They're not at the level of their faith and understanding about who this God is, what he is, what he wants. So they were gone. Verse 9, then said the woman of Samaria unto him, to Jesus, how is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink of me when I'm a woman of Samaria? The lady knew the cultural laws between the Samaritans and the Jews, the rules of tradition between these two groups of people. The Jews, they had no dealings, no interaction, no communication with the Samaritans. They actually considered the Samaritan dogs, low life. You're not as good as we Jews are. And I'm sure many of you have felt that from other people. Mm -hmm. Maybe you were the last born. Maybe you're smaller. Maybe you're a female and your culture doesn't like females. Only the men, the little boys are privileged. So this Samaritan woman, they were used to having no interaction, no dealings with the Jews. And how could she tell he was a Jew? He wore a scarf with the blue on it. It was a robe of the Jews. So she knew just by his clothes. You can tell the culture of people by their tattoos, their clothes they're wearing, their accents of their speech. Mm -hmm. That's right. You can look at them. You can look. I, I don't know if he had a different skin color, maybe darker, lighter, but different cultures wear different clothes. Mm -hmm. So verse 10 says, Jesus answered and said unto her, if you only knew the gift of God and who it is, he's talking about himself, that's talking to you and has said to you, give me of this water of this well of Jacob to drink. How would you feel like if you asked somebody for something and said, oh, if you only knew who I really was. You'd be shocked that I'm even asking you for something. 
Jesus continues and says, you would have asked of him, not me. And he would have given you living water. Can you imagine that conversation? You ask somebody for something. They go, oh, if you only knew who it was that's asking you for something. He would give it to you. He would have given you something else. But I was asking you. Jesus was a strange talker. Do you know who that was that was talking? Through the body of Jesus. It was the Father. The Father was right there inside of Jesus, and he was doing his own work. He took Jesus' body and spirit there, and out through Jesus' spirit, his soul and his mouth, the Father himself was talking with this lady at the well. He'd been wanting to come down and meet with us since the days he tried to come down on a mountain, and everybody got afraid. So he found another way. I'll go inside my son. I'll be in his words. My son will tell them, I am here. So it was the father himself talking to this woman. But he's changing the conversation from earthly water to living water. Oh, my goodness. And we're going to stop right there in part two. We're not going to go any farther in the story. We'll pick that up in part three. God sometimes speaks strange to us, but he wants to interact with us. He might start off with earthly things. and He'll change the conversation around. And it's a spirit being coming through this man, Christ Jesus. He's coming through Pastor Deborah right now, talking to you directly, saying, I want to give you living water. And I would tell you, Pastor Deborah, it's not me saying that. It's him. He's coming through my spirit. My spirit is giving him permission to speak to you directly. He's coming through my body. Just like this Jesus at the well. If you only knew who is talking to you right now in this video, then you would ask of him for living water. Can you imagine that lady? She don't know what in the world you're talking about. Living water? You're talking strange, buddy. Maybe you got multiple personalities. You're talking about there's somebody else in there. I just came to get some water today. And boy, has this turned out to be something else. This is an experience, an encounter that I was not counting on here at the well. Talking to a Jew that talks strange about another person that's really talking and he wants to give me something. And if you only knew who he was, who's saying this to you, now can you imagine what that lady must have been thinking? And we're going to leave it right there. And we'll come back in God part three, that God is a spirit. There's a lot more. But for children, we go slow, slow, slow. So, Father, we thank you for just these few little words of your living words that you are beginning to show us who you are, that you can talk to us through people. Now, Satan knows that, Father, and he'll speak also, the adversary of God, but you will talk through people 
And you are there to challenge us in our thoughts. You are there to talk to us about other things besides earthly water, our earthly thirst. And you will send your everybody away, maybe like in a dream. Or you'll be all alone somewhere, and you'll hear some thoughts. It could be an enemy talking, a bad person. We know that, Father, because they got mouths and they like to talk too. But, Father, we're learning that you are a talking God. You're a spirit who's desiring interaction with humanity at a deep level. And help us to see just that, that a spirit being, a God, inside of a Christ Jesus, his own son, his own child, can speak to us from out of the realm of the spirit. Now, I don't understand how this big God can fit inside Pastor Deborah, but he is. His Holy Spirit, the very light of God, he looks like this inside my spirit. Now, I'm only 5'2", I'm very short. So I don't know if that God has to shrink down or what. But he's in my spirit. When he wants to talk to you directly, my spirit will give him place. Just like what's happening here at the well in Samaria. So, Father, help us just to start seeing that you a spirit, not a what, not a thing, not an animal, not a goddess, not a prophet, but a God, a supreme self-sustaining source, a creator, is a spirit desiring human contact, interaction with us. Mm -hmm. A good movie, if you get to watch it, it's called Star Trek, the motion picture. Mm -hmm. About a probe named V'ger who wanted to come and transmit information to his creator. But he didn't know who his creator was. He learned it was humans. And then not only did he want to transmit, he wanted to bond, become one with his creator. Mm -hmm. So he could become more than what he was. That's what happens when you become one with this creator. So in this story, we're beginning to see how God will start talking to you because you don't really know who he is, what he is, what's he made of, how he gets around, and what he wants. So you be encouraged. We are learning that God of the Bible, this God of John, the apostle, is a spirit, a self-sustaining God, a spirit. Spirit being a person, a who, that's out in the realm where you cannot see it with your natural eyes. But he's here on earth. He was in Christ Jesus. He's in Pastor Deborah. Mm -hmm. So you be encouraged. We're learning. We're growing. We're transforming. And we are becoming slowly. So I love you. And I will see you. What? Oh. You want to have this God that was in Christ Jesus at the well in you? 
Like he's in Pastor Deborah. That is wonderful. Father, you know who wants you to be a part of their life. And they want you in them. Like you're in me, Pastor Deborah, and like you were in Christ Jesus. Father, they're beginning to see you want contact with us spiritually. Father, go into their spirits if they desire it. Knock on the door so they can open it to you and say, welcome, come on in. And sit down with them and meet them. Hold them in your arms. Talk to them and let them get to know you as we're doing in these videos. Father, this is your work. I didn't expect this one. But Father, you are being about your business. And we thank you for this woman at the well story. We thank you for YouTube for providing these children with their own channel for children of all ages. Father, we thank you that you are about your work. And you are teaching and leading and guiding these little ones to learn more about you. A God who is a creator of all things and of them. Not in that icky old mess that they're in. But you're a spirit that's beyond all bounds of natural eyes and touch, see and smell. You are a God of dreams, visions, hopes in the future. And you're a God that desires to be in us, helping us, communicating with us. And you are a mighty one in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen. All right. That was wonderful. I'll see you all of you on God part number three. This is a long lesson. But once we get this, then when you hear other people talk about pray to God, serve God, God is this, God is that. You'll have more understanding of what they're talking about, and you can go, that is not the God that's inside of me. Mm -hmm. That thing over there, it is not a God. No, no, I don't worship that. No, I worship the God of Jesus Christ that I learned about at this well in Samaria. Love, I will see all of you in part number three. Of what does the word God mean? G-O-D. Bye. Love everybody. Oh, before we go, I forgot Teddy. There he is. Teddy, we want to thank you for being with us and helping us. We love you, Teddy. Just take the gift of love. And we want to thank Teddy. Because he's a faithful, faithful little stuffed animal. He's not real. But Teddy reminds me of you, little ones. Mm-hmm. That's right. And see his little heart? That is you now holding the very heart of God. Mm-hmm. You got him. Wonderful. All right, Teddy. Can you say bye? Sort of. Okay, I'll see all of you guys next time, part three. Uh, what does God mean? Bye.